Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's episode of Radio Free Professional Wrestling. It may be War Games Day, but it might be Final Battle for the Churchill Cup. We'll see as we go on in this episode because I'm the stunning one and I'm trying to take on the reigning defending undisputed Churchill Cup champion, Dave the Smart Mark, who's actually live on location from Scotland this week. How you doing, David? <laughs> yeah, good morning. Bienvenue. Welcome. Come and see in. Um, let's just hope you don't have too many hard times later on, Sean, eh? Um, yeah, I am. I'm in Dundee in Scotland as we record this very convoluted weekend. And it's been quite an interesting one already. I drove up a very long way from deepest, darkest Cambridgeshire up to Dundee. Uh, I am sat now in my son's ever-decreasing flat as he moves house and he's he's making that that journey that that most sons do at some point moving in with his with his good lady um further up north we, we're traveling up later on today but in the prime way as only i can mess things up i left cambridgeshire early on the friday morning at about 5 a.m and forgot my overnight bag and it's only when i'm two hours into my journey that i realize i forgot my overnight bag and ironically 10 minutes later the queen rings me from home and says you're stupid you forgot your overnight bag so we did some um, a detouring en route into an industrial estate where we fortunately found a clothes shop and I bought some t-shirts and cargo pants and toiletries and um, it really is a budget and scarper weekend um, you know how to embarrass your child in 101 easy ways but that said welcome to the show um, we've got like lots of pay-per-views this weekend many many points that he can glean and you never never know he could just be the churchill cup holder and come come christmas well you know that's all one for christmas but we'll see we'll get there before we get to that <laughs> we're gonna do some stunning questions it's time for the stunning six question all the whys and what have they done now hopefully david and sean can make sense of it Okay, David, I'm going to take you back to NXT 2.0 because this past Tuesday night, they decided to have two ladder matches to determine who has the man advantage. And for some odd reason, the face women's team, Kelly Lee Ray's team, has the man advantage. So my question to you, David, is is there something going to turn on this team? Yeah, I think, I mean, it's common NXT um, booking policy, isn't it? And I think I think Miss Ray could be the one to turn because she plays a heel better than she does a face, without a shadow of a doubt, having seen her work in British wrestling. Um, and even NXT UK, to some degree, she is a far, far better heel than she is a face. And that's not to doubt say she can't work as a face, but it's common NXT booking, isn't it? You go back as far as the, um, the last war game much NXT did on a big scale. And I can't remember who who, who shockingly turned heel towards the end. That was Dakota Kai, the lady on That's the other right, team. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, yeah, you can see some shenanigans coming. Now, I've I'm going to watch this before we meet again. I've got to watch it before the Rock and Roll Wrestling Show. I'll be honest, I'm not looking forward to it, but I really, really hope I'm wrong. I think there's a major heel turn coming in answer to your question. David, I hope I'm wrong about my feelings because I kind of want to see a face KLR run, especially with Mandy Rose being the champion. And my thought is, 
Cora J is only in this match for one reason only, David, to take the pin. Yeah, I, I mean, right, okay. We're going back, we go, we go around in circles sometimes, Sean, when we do this show. The problem you're using, you're using common sense and you're using booking logic. Um, now, tell me recently when NXT have had that. Well, you know, I didn't learn my lesson from Survivor Series, so I'm doomed for failure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but mate, you, you were a bit unlucky there. Even I've got to concede you're a little bit unlucky there. You certainly didn't deserve that margins there are there are manners of defeat and then you look at something and go yeah that that didn't tell that doesn't tell the full story well since we're talking about women's wrestling why don't we go to the second stunning question because on nst uk this past thursday we finally got to see zala brookside have a nst uk women's title match against Satomura. David, did that loss do anything for brookside um i don't think it held her back i don't think the result was a shock obviously um Mieko is Mieko, and she 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 was not going to be uh, be beaten at that point on that show by Sai Brookside. So I don't think it held her back. I think I think the performance was good enough, and there was enough promise there to show that she can live with the she can live with some genuine um, icons of of ladies wrestling. And and yeah, you know, you look at a bloodline. We've gone on about this before. You know, if she can't wrestle, then there's something wrong with um, her bloodline. David. I was watching the match, and I just got thinking, you know, without Satomar being there, because she's going to be away for a couple weeks now, you don't have a baby face, really. And maybe I'm still on my little hill here trying to die on this hill for the Zylabrit side face run. <laughs> but, you know, maybe I should give it up. I don't know. But we'll just see how those things go. And like you said, she's a Brit side. She has to be able to wrestle. I just took myself out of the heel and face dynamic because I like both ladies. Okay, so on to study question number three. And your least favorite person on the planet had a match on Wednesday Night Dynamite that made me question why I'm a fan of this person. Can you guess which match I'm talking about? Yeah, I can. I, I, as I say, as a wrestler, in theory, I've got no problem with him, Sean. He, he can perform in ring. He's not as big a star as he thinks he is. The match was okay until the point that you're talking about, which was the finish. And if you look at the finish, if anything... It shouldn't have been Cody doing the cover because he took the worst of it. On that suplex onto the table, he took the worst of it. Uh, hence, you've got all these shots um, on social media afterwards of his back being burnt, blistered, and, and it was a stupid gimmick this day and age. If they want to be game-changer wrestler wrestling, let them go and be. If they want to be combat zone wrestling, let them go and be. AEW have been doing well lately with just by being a wrestling company. They've been, and I've heard them called this recently, the last two months they've been Mid-South Wrestling for a 2021 generation. And that's what they need to stick with the way they've been going and Cody could be part of that with his family traditions if he uses himself without putting his ego in and on Wednesday night yet again Brandy that she overlit the table if you know anything about ECW and the way the Dudleys used to do the flaming table gimmick she put far too much lighter fluid on it Bubba Ray would have punched her genuinely for putting too much lighter fluid on it it was mad absolutely mad and it was stupid and it risked the health of two decent superstars exactly this is my my point about this match and why I'm so annoyed at this match because they went through one table before this already and when you look at the table set up for the fire spot it's not where it should be and the baby face takes the brunt of the impact and it makes Andrade look at a freaking idiot 
for taking yeah. this pen. They should have called an audible. They should have had Andrade just roll over, one, two, three, go home. Yeah. Yeah, agree, agree, hundred percent with that, mate. Uh, couldn't argue with that at all because, it, yeah, okay, it, it, you know, it, it wasn't either of their faults. It was the way it worked out. They took the suplex, but it was quite clear that Cody went through it first, and the majority of his body went through it. Andrade, although, I, I, and I have to say, it shows how much Brandy made a mistake with the lighter fluid. The fact that both of them normally they go through it, they roll around. That's it. It's just a case of what damage was done with the impact. But they were both on fire for long enough, you know, after after the, 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 the spot was done. Exactly. I hope this teaches them a lesson that maybe they should leave the flaming table in the 1990s. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Okay, speaking of AEW, we'll stay right here for study question number four. We are getting Hangman Adam Page versus Daniel Bryanson at Winter is Coming in two weeks. David, is it too soon? In my opinion, yes. I don't think this will be a clean finish, be it the 30 minutes, be it interference, be it whatever. I don't know. I don't know how they're going to do it, but yeah, it is too soon. And I, I think it will be, I think it'll be a shenanigans finish. I don't think it'll be clean. I really wish they saved this match for the Battle of the Belts. And this would have been the main event at the Battle of the Belts. That would literally give them another three to four weeks to build this match. And each week they have been building this match really, really well. And I have enjoyed this slow descent into a Daniel Bryanson hill run, which we're on. So we're going to get this two weeks early. I feel like they want to do it to get a rating. And maybe it's a good thing for them to get a rating because they've been averaging less and less viewers each and each Wednesday night. And I just want to say it's probably because it's December in the middle of the holidays and people are out and about shopping and doing stuff for holiday stuff. So you don't have as many eyes on the TV set. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with all of that, mate. I think they are hot shutting a little bit. They, to be honest, yeah, it is. A, it is a, a, but they're still outperforming WWE. It's just that the figures have dropped. They, they don't really know what their, um, their, their, their um, specific average is still. I noticed this week it was announced. I think yesterday that that dynamite drew eight nine seven, I believe, off the top of my head. I don't know. Yeah, I think they, I think they're in need of a big show. But the big shows have been good lately, and they still haven't necessarily got, you know, got the numbers. And I think it's just people have just had enough there is a certain niche out there for wrestling now and you know they're, they're doing as well as they can you know i know they'll keep trying for new new audiences why not but you know i think wrestling is is unfortunately just having a little bit of a downside and that's mainly because of the wwe not AEW. well debbie if you remember back when tna was doing their run they would always average around a 0.09 to a 1.5 so they had like that million nine hundred thousand viewers that would always tune in no matter what they had on tv and i feel like AEW is getting to a point where they got this consistent base that's going to follow them wherever they go, whatever night they're on. Yeah. But to expand this, it's going to be a chore, and it might not be be able to be expanded because you're at your best wrestling fans. Yeah, I, yeah. Again, I agree with all of that. I don't know what the answer is because obviously, initially, they got this renewed interest because of all the new arrivals of Punk, Cole, Danielson, even to a lesser degree, um, Ruby Soho. Prior to that, you have you know you've had Andrade and Christian come in, Malachi Black, 
you know, lots and lots of good stars. But out of that list that I've just given you, there are only two that you could class as household names or household stars, 100% household stars. So what they do now, I don't know. You know, maybe Charlotte Flair um, is the next one, but I can't see her with what we've discovered in the last 24 hours. I can't see her now coming into AEW. Well, besides the fact that she has probably a a long contract with the WWE, and the WWE kind of sees a lot in her, and if I remember right, reportedly her contract's like a million plus, and also the fact that now we know that Andrade and her have broken up, so I would doubt she would make this jump over to AEW, and you know what? It might be the best for Andrade that they broke up, so he can focus on doing what he does best, and that's wrestling, and oh hey, there's a lot of good-looking talent in AEW. <laughs> yeah, there is. <laughs> I wasn't expecting you to say that. Um, excellent point. Um, yeah, um, I'll be banging on Miss Soho's door, I think, first up. Uh, mainly for the Rancid Connect. But anyway, yeah. It, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't, you know, it's a shame. And I think that that's been, a lot of it has probably been caused by the um, stresses and strains recently. But um, yeah, I think that has possibly put the final now. It'll be interesting to see how it plays out. But I actually still hope Charlotte does move on from the WWE because she needs a company where she can perform. Well, we wish them the best in their futures. Unlike Lauren Ice did uh, John Morrison. Well, that's a story for another time. Yeah, yes, boss. <laughs> okay, so stunning question number five. What is the one thing you're looking forward to the most from ROH Final Battle? I'll be honest, I'm not looking forward to it at all. Quite simply because knowing that it's the full, possibly the last time we see Ring of Honor, I don't know. The, the, the wrestling will be great and the, the guys will go in and and I, I'm, I honestly be interested to see um, who ends up with the belt at the end of the night. Who, who, who's going to be the final Ring of Honor champion? That interests me, and I suppose with the other titles as well. But I'd like to see some returning people on the pay per view as well. Um, David, the one thing I'm looking forward to the most is probably the world title match that's Van Vito versus Jonathan Gresham. And I got a feeling that the Octopus should win this match. But we won't know if he's the final ROH World Champion exactly. until Christmas Day. Because EC3 is sitting there waiting on Christmas Day like a Grinch. And he may yeah. be the final ROH Champion. Yeah, I, I've got a feeling there's a twist in this, Dale. I agree with you. Maybe we're just too cynical or have seen too much wrestling. But I think there's a twist to this tale. Okay, so my sixth and final stunning question of the week comes from SmackDown. Did you know Brock Lesnar can actually be funny? If you saw the first segment from SmackDown last night, I laugh out loud. He was playing a freaking comedy, kind of sarcastic baby face when he was talking to Sami Zayn, yeah. and I was enjoying it. And i tell you how I knew he could be funny, basically, from some of his earlier UFC stuff. You know, when he has to talk, when he hasn't got an advocate, when he hasn't got a script, when he actually has to go and promo to build a fight up. Some of his UFC stuff with Frank Mir is, is is really, really entertaining. From obviously he had, you know, he's had a couple of um, big, big, big headlining fights with Frank Mir. Yeah, I, I, I did. And I like, I've, I've never, ever disliked Brock. Brock's one of the few people that's made the transition into wrestling and given it due diligence. He may not be totally respectful of the other athletes, but he's given due diligence in the fact that when he goes out and wrestles, he just put in a performance. The only thing from this was the fact that Sami Zayn got fed to the wolves 
and his world title shot probably lasted just a little bit longer than my chances with Ginny. <laughs> I don't know. I think you're doing yourself a disservice there, sir. While I'm sat on Walter's chest battering him and giving him a good what for, you know, you've, you've got time. You'll have time to try your best lines. Anyhow, let's go ahead and see what the dud of the week is besides David's last comment. It's time for Dud's Dud of the Week. What has set him off this week? So what do you have for us? Oh, Master of the Dead. Well, you've already mentioned it, actually. Um, with the lead-up to War Games, I was forced to watch NXT. And we've mentioned it over the last two weeks. I'm worried about the way Kaylee Ray's being booked. I really, really am. I, I've, I've just got this gut feeling that, and we've mentioned it two or three weeks now, in a row that the ball's going to be dropped, Sean. I reckon there wouldn't be at all surprised that, that there's a heel turn. And I think it will be done badly. And she will become, I, I don't know, I've just got this feeling she's not going to be allowed to stand out on her own as a singles competitor. And she's going to end up the part of a faction and get lost in the mix. You know, I was thinking about this. I'm thinking like, we've been talking each week about KOR and the fact that she's over here. And looks like she's going to be over here for a while. And I was thinking, hopefully beyond hope that she's going to be the face that runs against Benny Rose. But I can see them being WWE going like, that's not our person let's turn her heel and they'll have her feud with like Raquel Gonzalez and have her lose to Raquel Gonzalez even though that would be a kind of entertaining match the one match I want to see happen that probably won't happen it's Gigi Dolan versus KR yeah yeah, good point about Gigi Dolan however I actually would like them to stay away from each other for a bit and and eventually let let them both show what they're capable of and then if, if if Kaylee happens to be a face, I'd love to see those two for the actual NXT Ladies Championship. That would be something that they could build to. David, that's something that we would build to. I doubt the WWE yeah. would do it. Good point, good point. Yeah, there we go. What am I thinking? You're, you're absolutely right. Um, yeah, yeah, it's something, it's something that we would build because we know what we're doing, whereas they don't. Okay, so if you listen to the Rock and Russian show on Finland Youth Radio this past Tuesday, you know what my dead of the week was. And it came from two weeks ago <laughs> on NWA Power because I literally saw what will be my worst match of the year. Spoiler alerts for the Winston's coming up. But it was Taryn Terrell versus a hometown wrestler from Knoxville, Kimberly Page, if I remember right, the name. And they had a social distance match where they literally started this match six feet apart and they were just making the moves. And I was like, this is setting professional wrestling back a hundred years. <laughs> yeah, I, I, do you know what it we We obviously, we did that bit. Um, and we talked about that. And uh, it reminds me of Invisible Man versus Invisible Stan. If you've ever seen that, it's meant to be funny and it's not. But it is a, it's the two invisible men wrestling in the ring. And they've worked it on crowd interaction and the referee interaction. Basically, it's on YouTube. If you really, really want to depress yourself about pro wrestling comedy, go watch it. I, I get what you mean. It was a stupid idea. And whoever came up with it, Sean, wants sacking. Oh, exactly. If I was NWA president Billy Corgan, I'd been like, who the heck let this on TV? Yeah, yeah. So that's a script writer job. Gone. Well, David, it's time for the first of two Churchill Cup pick contest this week. Yes. And we're going to start yes. with War Games because I'm going to allow you to have first pick for Final Battle. So I'm going to use my first okay. pick on, on War Games. Mate, as I say, you know me, I'm an easygoing champion, I'm a fighting champion. So we're doing War Games first, yeah? 
It's time for the Winston Churchill Cup. Okay, we don't know any of the scores yet as recording because Hard Times 2 for NWA airs the day we're recording this episode. Check out Radio 3 PW for the updated Churchill Cup standings. But with my first stunning pick from War Games, I'm going straight to the women's war game match. And give me team GG Dolan. And I know Bob for probably listening to this podcast. And I'm sorry, Bob, but it's not team Manny Rose. It's team GG Dolan. Okay, that's fair enough. I'm going to take team black and gold over team 2.0. David, you're going out on a branch, buddy. They, mate, how can they not? Two words for you. Braun Breaker. Yeah, but they can still have him be strong and battle about four of them at the end before, you know, valiantly succumbing. No, no, it's got to it's got to be team black and gold. Okay, I'll allow you to be on that hill. So allow me to go to my next selection. Take Duke Hudson to beat Karen Grimes and shave Karen Grimes. Yeah, that's fair. That is very fair. Now I'm going. I think there's going to be one title change myself. So I'm going to go with Imperium to retain the NXT Tag Team Championships over Carl O'Reilly and Von Wagner. David, I agree with you. I do believe that we're going to see the exit of Carl O'Reilly in a few weeks coming here. So I want to see his partner turn on him in this match and leading to a single match between Von, whatever his name is, and yeah. Kyle O'Reilly, and the new guy getting the win over Kyle as he goes out, because Kyle is a true professional. Yep. Okay, so I'm going to go with the probably last Cruiserweight Championship match ever in NXT in WWE, because if you have read the dirt sheet, they're thinking about getting rid of this title, so I'm going to embrace inclusiveness here, buddy. Give me Gracie to beat Roderick Strong. Wow, okay, that's fair enough. I mean, there's some 50-50 shouts in there, Sean, anyway. My first choice, um, I'm going to pick the singles match for the Women's World Championship and Roxy to retain. Ooh, that's an interesting choice for you, but I do agree with you. I do see Roxy being one of those people they can bring back in a new version of Real Honor later on in 2022. And it's kind of funny, in a way, because... If you read some dirt sheets, she's actually going to be working with MLW, Major League Wrestling, coming up here as yeah. well. So keep your eyes out for Roxy and MLW. Yeah, I agree. So that's my first choice. Well, here, I'll do this. I'm going down to the ROH Tag Team Championship match. It's the Bristles versus the Old School Kingdom. Guess what? I'm going to ride and die with Matt Bennett. So give me the Old School Kingdom as they retained their titles. Oh, wow. That was one I, I expected to go the other way. I expected them to give it to the Briscoes on the way out. But, yeah, no, that's fair enough. I'm, I'm going to go to the match below that, Kenny King versus Shane Taylor in the grudge match, and I'm going with Shane Taylor. Okay, so I'm going to slide up here to the Pure Rules Championship match. It's yeah. Josh Woods versus Brian Johnson. And this is literally a 50-50 match. And part of me wants to go with the Mecca, but... I'm going to play this smart. I'm going with Josh Wiz to retain. Wow. Okay. Um, now, what have we got? So, I'm going to go to the world title match itself. Bandito versus Jonathan Gresham. And I, I agree with you. I'm going for the Octopus to win. Okay. So, I'm going to slide down here to the six-man ROH tag team title match. It's Shane Taylor Promotions. And they're facing the Righteous. 
This is another 50-50 if you're trying to figure out who they can keep in ROH and who's going to go wherever else. Because there's been rumors that Shane Taylor is looking to rejoin his tag team partner Keith Lee. So we'll see what comes from that. But I don't want to pick the righteous. So give me Shane Taylor promotion. <laughs> Fair enough. And that leaves me... One left, is am I correct? Yep, one left. The World Television Championship match. Um, Dalton Castle versus To Be Decided. And I think that that'll be more than a two-person match. I think they'll bring some old boys back. And I think Dalton will retain. I agree with you, David. I feel like this match, Dalton will retain his title versus whoever it is. And no, David, I will not be making an appearance at Final Battle. So don't worry about it. It's not me. <laughs> yeah, you're very cursed and very evil. Oh, I took care of that guy. I don't know who you're talking about now. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to wrap up Radio Free Professional Wrestling this week. Allow me to do a little admitting here because in the coming couple of weeks, since it's the holiday season, this schedule is going to be just a bit different. Okay, so on December 25th, when Christmas Day drops, you're going to have the 2022 Winston Awards show in your podcast box. It's going to be the best and worst of 2022 as me and David select our naughty and nice wrestlers of the year. <laughs> One list is going to be a lot longer than the other. Then, if we're good and we can pull this off, we will do another show around December the 27th to preview WWE Day 1. And that will be the very first Witch and Churchill Challenge of 2022 because we're going to finish the 2021 season at Final Battle. And we know my record at ROH, so I know I'm probably in trouble, but okay, fine, whatever. It's cool. So the day after New Year's Day, because I know Bidos is going to party like it's 1999. So we're going to roll out our 2022 Hall of Fame class episode on the second day of January. We're going to have so much fun making the selections. You can be part of all of this by going over to Facebook and joining our Facebook group. It's Radio Free Professional Wrestling. There's a public and a private. Join both. And we'll have our selections up there. You can help us make selections. And 2022 is going to be bigger and better for Radio Free Professional Wrestling. But you can always catch David this week going solo because I'm upgrading the internet at the Castle of Dunning. So join David this week on Finland Youth Radio, the Rock and Wrestling Show at 5 p.m. GMT. Yeah, this this week, with as we have no stunning Sean section on uh, the, the show this week, uh, you know, honestly, some some people, they get a little bit of fame and they go, go deaverish. We are going to be looking at um, all the pay-per-views, rounding up the um, stuff, and I'm going to do sort of like a preparing for the end of year show, as we haven't got many more shows to review and, and look at. And, and has this year, coming post-COVID, what damage has been done to the art form of professional wrestling? Can it pull itself back to any form of, of success regards numbers and quality of show? It's going to be like almost like a weekly, a weekly ep- episodic thing of where I look at in conjunction with Sean at the future and the past 12 months of the actual um, art form. It's kind of like the state of professional wrestling by the Prime Minister of Professional Wrestling Podcasts, David the Smart Mark. <laughs> oh, bless you. You didn't have to say that. You must be getting prepared to be humble when I hand over the uh, Churchill Cup. I've just got a gut feeling you're going to be getting it for Christmas. I'm not going to put my chickens before my eggs here, so I'm not going <laughs> to say a word about the Churchill Cup because each and every time I say something to you about the Churchill <laughs> Cup, you get it burnt. goes oh so wrong. <laughs> Yeah, you do get burnt, mate. Um, But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, have a great 
great week, and we'll see you next week. Ladies and gentlemen, until we see you next Sunday for Radio Free Professional Wrestling, David, pass me the box that says pillows, because that's the only thing I'm going to pick <laughs> up is pillows. Everybody else, stay stunning. This is Sergeant Arms of Christina on behalf of the guys. Thanks for listening to today's show. Please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star rating and a review. Until next time, the liberation continues.